Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Creative Source with Andy Osho, the podcast about creativity for the creative in you, no matter where you are on the journey. Start now, mid-season, coming back, doesn't matter. This is the podcast for you where we talk about everything related to being a creative. First of all, as always, massive shout out to my Patreon patrons because you are the ones that keep the lights on, keep this show on the road. So thank you. And of course, as you will know, if you've listened to the last few episodes, as the tier one perks have changed, they now include a show shout out to my Patreon patrons. So next up, it's uh, Ryan Black and Roderick O'Grady. Thank you so much for your monthly commitment to this show. Keeping it going, basically. You guys are all champs. So thank you to you and to all the other patrons, uh, patron patrons that are supporting this podcast. We've spent three episodes talking about fame. We've talked about um, some of the pitfalls, the benefits, why fame is even a thing. And uh, last week's episode was going to run a little bit long. So I thought I'll stop there and just pick it up again this week, because I just wanted to talk very briefly about why people want to be famous, but also just how to be cool around when you meet famous folks. So let's get into it. I mentioned this already, but I did see a stat that said that the biggest ambition for 10 to 12 year olds is fame. And that was done in a study in 2012. And it really, it really highlighted like how important fame is to some folks. 
But it also begs the question, why? And um, I didn't know where this conversation fitted into the, the entirety of the conversation. So I'm putting it here. But like, why is it that fame is so important to us? Well, I feel like there's three categories or three areas where it sits in the human psyche and why it makes such a a difference to us. One is uh, emotional, that on some level, we want to be famous for the validation. We want to feel approved of seen and valued. That's actually some of the words that were used in this um, study as well. So it wasn't uh, anything to do with what you might get or some of the job offers and all the things that we talked about in, I think it was episode two. It was really that there's a deep seated need in someone to feel those things. And I would go as far as to say, now this is my own personal theory, so I don't know whether it's true or not, but I would go as far as to say that if someone has a deep desire to be famous, there may be something that was lacking or they perceive to have been lacking at a very young age, childhood basically, that means that they want the fame to put it right. So as a very sort of very basic crude example, if they weren't very popular at school, then fame is a great way of becoming the most popular kid at school. But the school is now the world, you know? And so when someone has a goal of being famous or wants to nurture fame, there may be some part of them that is trying to correct something that they feel was missing or trying to give themselves something they feel was missing when they were growing up. Because there's some people who get famous who don't like it. They don't want it. It's a, it's almost like a, a necessary burden or whatever that they have to tolerate as part of their work, their work world. Some people love it. Some people use it as a tool, but a lot of people they use it to mean something about themselves. And that's what I mean with this emotional value that they get from it. This validation, this endorsement, approval, feeling seen and valued. And just the other thing as well is that when that thing hit, when they were young, that feeling, whatever created that feeling of, of, of not feeling those things, that's still with them in adulthood. So the two are still going hand in hand, the not feeling validated and the validation they feel from fame, which in a weird way can be why people indulge it and can be, the, you know, I talked about you have your douchebag phase, which is why I think some people can be like that is because really they're desperately hanging on to this experience of feeling validated because underneath it all is this desperate feeling of not feeling validated. Otherwise, why would you need to have fame? make you feel validated if you weren't feeling invalid in the first place. Some people want to be famous for the material aspect of it. You know, we talked about some of the benefits. You can get stuff. (laughs) We talked at length about, you know, people getting free stuff, about uh, the type of work that you might start to get access to that can create a certain financial uh, change in your life. So it can be material things that people get from, uh, from being famous. But there's also um, a level of altruism that you can use fame for. Uh, In a a previous episode, I think, I can't remember what the subject was. Maybe we're talking about saying yes and saying no. But anyway, there was a, a, I I referenced um, an actor who had prayed to become famous, not because they wanted any of those things, but because they wanted to use it to further their political activism. And so Uh, Let's talk very briefly about some of the ways that your fame can be used in a way 
that's good and bad. Now, I want to start with the negative, actually, because when we did benefits and pitfalls, like, we did it that way round. And it was <laughs> the, 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 the negatives just went on for so long that it felt like, oh, fame's awful. And I, I, fame is fame. Fame is fame. It's what you do with it that counts. And actually, now is a good time to mention a, a quote that I really like, which what uh, Michelle Obama said about becoming well-known or famous. She said, it doesn't change who you are. It accentuates it. It highlights it. So whatever was in you already will just get amplified by the fame. So if you're already a bit of an asshole, then all that's going to happen is that fame is going to amplify that. Fame just puts who you are through a loudspeaker. So what are some of the less favorable uses that people can have for fame? Well, really, what are, the, the big one for me was trolling and spreading misinformation and hate. There was a, a rapper recently who, you know, during a show said some really homophobic things and rightly so he was getting dragged for it. And, um, now he's ha having to learn the consequences of saying things like that. We're not in a world where people just laugh off those sort of things. Oh, he's only joking or he's a rapper. What do you expect? Or whatever. There's consequences to that. And I know we talk about cancel culture. I mean, I suppose that should have come up with uh, some, another one of the pitfalls is cancel culture. But um, cancel culture is really about being called to reckon for your actions. Uh, call, you know, you're having to answer for your actions. And as much as people can fear cancel culture, it's, it's very rarely permanent unless you've done something heinous. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, so, so cancel culture is maybe it's just a, a forced rest. <laughs> That's all it is. I mean, Kanye West says he's been canceled so many times. It's like he invented cancel culture. So I don't think people should fear cancel culture in the way that some people would have you like Johnny Depp is currently canceled, but then two film festivals have just given him a sort of a lifetime achievement award. So uh, that doesn't sound very canceled to me. Yeah. So one of the negative ways that people can use their fame is by trolling other people, either getting, you know, if they get something negative said to them by a fan, turning their fans against that person. I think it's called flaming, uh, where, you know, you basically go, look what horrible thing this person said to me. And then this poor individual who gets the weight of the, you know, Gaga monsters or the Beyonce beehive hitting them with full force. You know, so that can be a way that it can be used negatively. I'm not saying that Lady Gaga or Beyonce have done that. It's just that they happen to be like a group of fans that I know the names of. They're, they're so they're so powerful that they have their own name sort of thing. So that type of thing or just trolling other celebrities and saying things that will harm somebody uh, who's also in the public eye. Chrissy Teigen recently was almost basically cancelled herself because she got called out for some bullying. Um, and I don't know whether it's true or not or what the details are of it, but she just took a moment out to just like sort of gather herself, basically. Uh, she apologised profusely for what she did. I didn't get into the details of it because I'm just like, this isn't my business. <laughs> I just sort of thought I'd stay, stay away from it. It's like you can get drilled down to a level of like... Um, what do you call it? A celebrity gossip that it's just like, oh my God, this would consume my, my life if I get too into this. And the other thing is spreading misinformation uh, and hate speech. Uh, as I mentioned, that rapper talking about um, saying some homophobic stuff, but also um, the spread of misinformation, you know, uh, at the time of recording this, we're still 
coming out of the back of a global pandemic. And now the controversy is whether to get vaccinated or not. And people are posing a lot of information in support of either argument that aren't necess- isn't necessarily true, but because they have such a wide fan base, that information is getting disseminated. Even like during the last American election, again, politically, a lot of misinformation, fake news was a term that came out of that election cycle, uh, or well, the election before that actually, but that is what celebrities have the power to fuel is of this fake news and things like that. So they have a lot of power or fame has a lot of power and it, well, it's not the fame, is it? It's the person, but they are, you, they, it can be used in a really negative way. Um, so it's just something to be aware of as someone who it may happen to, but also somebody experiencing someone famous, like as in don't take everything, because they not, may not have done their due diligence with the information that they're posting on their social media, the things that they're saying in interviews, they're just speaking. Even though they may have been famous for a while, they may still speak without uh, thinking of the consequence. So we have to then add our judicious mind to what they're saying so that we can go, oh, just because, you know, Nicki Minaj says that somebody got impotent from taking a a COVID vaccine doesn't mean that it's true. Doesn't mean that it's not. It means that we have to look into it so that we can find out what is actually factually true and what the implications are before we make a decision going, oh, well, she if she said it, then it must be true. So what are the positive ways that we can use our fame if we have it? Well, you know, we can do, we can do a bunch of things. We can work with uh, certain organizations on causes that are important to us. We can become patrons of of charities and work with charities. I'm a patron of the comedy school, which raises awareness around knife crime and supports those um, marginalized groups with their mental health challenges. They do a lot of amazing work. And so that's one way that you can use your name, your notoriety, your fame for good is working with charities and working on causes that mean something to you, particularly causes that may not have a sympathetic face, you know, like drug rehabilitation or something like that, or something working with sex workers or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Like everyone wants to help puppies and rescue animals and children and stuff like that. But some of those more challenging areas of humanity that people don't really want to be honest about, they also need poster boys and girls, essentially. They also need people to champion those causes. And so that's a way that you can use your fame. You can raise awareness for issues. Like uh, recently, at the time of recording, a woman was murdered in Southeast London. And so What celebrities can do, what famous people can do is amplify the call to make sure that men become accountable for men's behavior around women. That's an important cause one can use one's celebrity or fame for. You can use it in your political, social political activism. If there is something that's important to you, you can start to disseminate messages that will open other people's eyes around those things. You know, certain things are to do with um, gender uh, identity. People may have a lot of ignorance around that. And so if some uh, someone famous is using their platform to... Um, kind of clarify for people, make it clear for them how this all works, share um, useful information, facts-based information rather than just opinion, so that it can start to have people understand areas of humanity and life that they previously didn't. 
you know, Sophie Hagen is very good in that respect of like, she isn't just about causes that affect her. She looks at lots of different areas. She speaks, you know, openly, not just on fat phobia and things like that, but she also speaks on Black Lives Matter and talks about issues that don't specifically directly affect her, but that she feels her followers or she wants to have a a, a group of followers who get stuff like that. And it's not all about awareness and charities and all that sort of stuff. You can also be creatively supportive to other creatives. You can mentor, you can start initiatives. Um, Helen Lederer uh, started the Comedy Women in Print Awards. Um, and I know about this because I, I, I was longlisted. And so um, I, I, I mentioned that because I, it's front and center for me at the moment because I'm, a, I'm aware of this. But it's a way of supporting f- women coming up be- behind you, what she's doing by creating this award and saying, look, these are important voices. And a lot of celebrities back creative initiatives to support underrepresented groups like Ava DuVernay does a lot to support um, black creatives, filmmakers, writers, getting their work out there. She has Array, which is a um, a distributing arm specifically for um, distributing content created by black creatives. So there are many, many great things that we can do with this fame should it come our way. And as I said, you know, with the Michelle Obama quote, it just amplifies who you are already. So if you are the sort of person that wants to do that, but feels like they need a bigger platform to do it, then fame will give you that space to um, create that thing. Like when Oprah was starting out, I'm sure she wouldn't have had the capacity to build schools in South Africa, but now she does. <laughs> and it's no thing, you know, I mean, obviously I'm sure it was like, not no thing. Like I'm sure it was, took a lot of thought and effort, but what I'm saying is it's now just so possible because she's a billionaireess. So there's that. <laughs> um, if you would like to become Creative Source Famous, then head over to Patreon to find out how you can get a shout out on the show. Basically you just have to, um, sign up to the opening tier and I will give you a shout out as I have been doing for um, my wonderful Patreon patrons and I'll give you a shout out too. So just some final thoughts about fame. I cover quite a lot actually in these in these episodes but uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about is meeting famous folk. My interactions with people are fairly, you know, respectful and not, not too, ex- not, you know, they're not, people don't get like breathlessly excited when they meet me as they would if they were to meet Beyonce or something like speechless. I can't actually speak type of thing. So my, I, I can't speak from personal experience in terms of like the chill required or the, ch- or, or what it, what it feels like when there's not chill. <laughs> but what I will say is that when you meet famous folks, please remember to be respectful because they may be out and about as a private citizen. And just you imagine if you were going around Sainsbury's and someone just literally stopped you and went, Sue, <laughs> Sue from blah, blah, blah. Oh my God, it's you. And then just, just asked for a photo without really, and they've already got their phone out to do it. So just be respectful that they may be out and about as a private citizen and just be living their best life. And so it can be quite unnerving for someone to suddenly approach you just like that. Also, can I just say, can I really ask folks not to take sly photos of people? It's really uncool. 
I have seen people do it. I've had it done to me, like not many times, but like you think you're being sly by doing it and that you haven't been noticed, but you have. Because that person that you're doing it to has seen it happen so many times, most likely, that they're used to all the tells of someone trying to have a a discreet conversation about them. Oh my God, look at so-and-so trying to take a photo without their knowledge. They've seen it all. And so when you do it, it's really rude. It's just so rude. What you can do is just ask. Any chance of a photo? We love your show. We love your work. We love your art. We love your books. Whatever it is, just ask. What's the worst that can happen? If you ask with respect and they say no, then it's a no. Then you, then you, all you can do is just respect their wishes. If they need to say no and they're an asshole, then, you know, feel free to spread it online. Because <laughs> that's what I'm sure people would do. No, I'm joking about that bit. But if they are an asshole, then that's just, that's, you don't know what, what's going on in their day. They could have had some awful news. You could have been the fifth person in like 10 minutes to ask them when they're trying to like, you know, put their change of kids nappy or so whatever. You've no idea where they are in their life. So even if they are a bit douchey, then you don't know why that's happened. It might not be because they're not a nice person or because they're rude. It might be because they're just having a tricky time right now. They're out as a private citizen. You know, if it's at an event and it's a different thing because they'll expect it, they'll expect this type of behavior. But if they're not, you have to account for that just be classy, right? Like there's a way of doing this. uh, And I've seen it when I've been with someone who's famous, there's a way of doing it that's really classy. Don't overstay your welcome. Just uh, I love your show. I love your thing, whatever it is that, that they do. And just make a swift exit, you know, unless they invite you to stay and stick around or whatever. But for the most part, brevity is your friend. Better that you have a three minute interaction with the person that you really, really like, then you have a 10 minute one where their eyes are glazing and they really want you to go away, but they don't want to be rude. Right. Um, just one last thought. I mean, there's probably a lot that I could say about all of this, but, um, men, please don't be creeps. And I'm sorry to single out men. And I'm sure some men are listening going, not all men. Well, here's the thing. If you're not one of the all men, then do something about the ones that are, because it is a real problem nowadays of men just being creepy and it's not okay anymore. We really have to address the way that men treat women. And particularly when it comes to fan interactions, you have to remember that if you've seen a woman on her own, you're a guy coming at her and you may have the best intentions, but you have to account for the fact that this world is not as safe for women as it is for men. And account for that when you approach someone who you see. But overall, just, you know, if you're just respectful, if you're open and honest, but without being overwhelming, you will most likely have a good interaction. And if you know the person's name, my God, even better. Because <laughs> I, I saw a thing where this kid was like, he took a photo of someone and he posted like, who is this? And it was like Nick Cage or somebody like that. And it was just like, oh, it's kind of cooler if you know who the person is and just ask them for a photo rather than just, you know, turn it into a pub quiz on, on Instagram. So just be cool, be classy, be respectful, and you will have a great interaction with that person. All right, you guys. So, so this is just a, a wrapping up episode. So there weren't any listener comments. There wasn't any bite-sized advice. The whole thing is bite-sized advice. <laughs>
Uh, there'll be um, bonus content on this. So if you've got any questions or any comments that you want to add or thoughts that got provoked by this episode, then if you're on Patreon, you'll have access to that bonus content. And if you've got any questions, I can answer them in, in that uh, in those bonus episodes as well. But otherwise, I just want to say thank you again to all the people that have contributed to these episodes. So to Jennifer Saunders, to Philippa East and CJ Skews, to um, our listener listeners who, who gave their comments. So Kat Hallam, to Erin Thomas and to Farah Saeed, thank you so much for your comments. Also, thank you to Martin Lumsden for the post-production, to Clydesdale Music for the theme tune, to Anya Stubbart for the marketing and for you guys for once again listening in. Thank you. And until next time, live well and keep creating in gratitude. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring. Perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start. Maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue, need some advice, or just want to bounce ideas around. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just hit the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho to find out more.